Hey all you cool clucks and chickens, welcome back to Pocket Full of Crime. I've missed my weird friends so much, and I'm so excited to be back making an episode for you. Apologies if you can hear the wind in the background. It's blowing, I swear, like a hundred mile an hour winds right now, and sorry, I can't control mother nature. So just a little update for all of my weird friends. I am officially a college graduate, and I got a new job, and I'm also moving 19 hours away from Colorado, so just in time for season two in a new season of life for me. Since it is almost Halloween, which is my favorite time of year, I love fall, I love spooky things, and I love those sugar cookies with the pumpkins on them that are literally at the store for every holiday, but I feel like they just taste better around Halloween time. And I have a creepy true crime story for you today. Today we are going to be talking about the killer clown. successful business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals. So this is not somewhere that crime happens often and definitely not murder. Let me introduce you to Marlene Warren, who was 40 years old in 1990. She was married very young at the age of 20 and before she was divorced she had two sons with her previous husband before getting married to michael warren now the two lived in the arrow club in wellington florida and the couple owned a used car lot and operated a rental car agency 
Her mother, Shirley Twing, stated that Marlene had no enemies. She was loving, kind, and outgoing. She had been married to Michael for 18 years. Michael instantly fell in love with Marlene, and she had two young sons at the time that he instantly fell in love with as well and became a loving father figure to the boys. But in 1988, their oldest son, John, was killed unexpectedly in a car accident. And this is when it is sought to believe that the marriage started to crumble, but they stayed together. Now, neighbors within the community described Michael Warren as not the type to socialize at the community country club. So he was kind of standoffish, and they described his car lot as not the best used cars and somewhere that someone would go if they had bad credit. They also described him as a man that didn't go looking for trouble, but trouble always happened to find him. His plane went missing and was later found with a broken engine. He owned racehorses and one of them turned up dead. Now, Marlene did confide in her parents that the marriage was on the rocks. The family businesses and everything that they owned was all in Marlene's name. And so a divorce would have made this more complex. And she even stated to her parents, quote, if something happens to me, Michael did it. Something did happen to Marlene. On May 26th, 1990, just before 11 a.m., the suspect didn't enter the community in his or her private plane. Instead, they entered the neighborhood and Marlene's driveway that day in a white Chrysler LeBaron. May 26th was an easygoing day. Her then 22-year-old son, Joe, had three friends over and this is when the doorbell rang. Marlene wasn't expecting any company and so when she answered the door, she was surprised to see a clown standing at her front door. This clown was in a full costume with a orange wig and full face clown makeup. The clown was holding two balloons, one that read, you're the best, and a basket of flowers in the other hand. Marlene was surprised and thought what a lovely gift presumably from her adoring husband and her last words were quote oh how nice end quote as she reached out to grab the balloons and flower basket now this clown never did say a word but kind of gestured and held out the balloons and basket for her to grab. Now, her son and his friends recall hearing a loud popping sound 
which they thought was one of the balloons popping. But when her son came around the corner, he was shocked to see his mother laying on the ground, being shot in the face. And as he went to his mother's side, he looked and seen the clown walking down the driveway to the white LeBaron. Thankfully, there were three friends with her son that day. I could not imagine seeing your mom excited getting a flower delivery, but also kind of eerie from a clown. And then your mother just being shot in the face and the clown just seemingly walked normally down the sidewalk, wasn't in a rush, no hurry, didn't run to the car, to his getaway car, just simply strolled down the sidewalk and got back into the car and left. Marlene was transported to a local hospital, but unfortunately, three days on life support, she passed away due to her severe injuries. Now, all that the police had to issue for a be on the lookout was a white Chrysler LeBaron and a killer clown. Who would do this to a nice woman in a nice neighborhood with her son and three friends home? The police felt that this was a personal crime. On the same day that Marlene was shot in the face, police received an anonymous tip which stated they should look into her husband, Michael Warren. Now, Michael was miles away at a horse racetrack that day and at that time with a group of friends, so his alibi was pretty solid. However, that wasn't the only name that this caller had left a tip for. This caller also advised investigators to look into a woman named Sheila Keen. So who the heck is Sheila? Well, she was a 26-year-old mother to one child and estranged from her husband, whom happened to work at the car lot that Michael and Marlene owned. It was known around the office that Michael and Sheila were having an affair, and it didn't take long to come out publicly once this murder took place. Sheila was a mother and 20 years younger than Marlene, and didn't come off as the killing type, but it did make great motive if she was in fact having an affair with Marlene's husband and she was jealous and wanted to get rid of his wife. As far as evidence, the investigators had two balloons, a basket of flowers, and an eyewitness of a clown leaving the scene in a white LeBaron. Four days after the murder, police located an abandoned white Chrysler LeBaron, and inside 
was orange fibers matching the description of the clown wig, and also were long brown hair strands that matched the description of Sheila's hair. The balloon and flowers were traced back to being purchased at a Publix grocery store just a mile away from Sheila's house, and the employee that sold the balloon and flowers described the purchaser as a woman, matching a close description of Sheila Keen. The balloons and the flowers were purchased the same day as the murder and just two hours before. The clown costume, which they didn't have in evidence, but were able to trace down a similar clown costume at a costume store where the owner and another employee remember distinctly selling a clown costume to a woman. Also described as resembling Sheila Keen. The costume was purchased two days before the murder would take place, and the purchaser also purchased face makeup and stated to the employee that she needed enough white makeup to cover her whole face. Police were able to obtain a search warrant for Sheila's apartment, where they located the same orange wig fibers on her carpet, her clothes, and a pair of boots. Back in 1990, they just didn't have the DNA testing technology yet, and so all of this evidence was very circumstantial and they just weren't able to get granted a arrest warrant. So the case went cold. And in the meantime, Sheila left town and got remarried to, yes, Michael Warren, the grieving husband whose wife was shot down in the face at his own home by a clown. The two moved to Tennessee in 2000 and they were operating a restaurant called the Purple Cow. But in Tennessee, Sheila went by her middle name, which was Debbie. Karma is not only the B word, but karma is a mirror. And karma always has a way of coming back around. And in the year of 2013, Marlene's case was reopened with new DNA evidence testing. The long brown hair strands that were found in the white car did, in fact, come back as a match to Sheila Keen, now known as Debbie Keen Warren. In the year 2017, Sheila was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. 
she was extradited from a rural town in Virginia to Palm Beach County, Florida, and denied bail. Sheila's trial has been pushed out multiple times, and it is now set for March 21st, 2022. Michael Warren has never been charged or linked in connection with his wife Marlene's murder, but we can speculate and use our imagination. He was having an affair with a much younger woman. He was very successful, but the only thing in his way was the fact that his wife owned the businesses and the properties. They were all in her name. And a divorce just would be messy. So how do you get rid of a messy divorce? Well, that's simple. You just have your side girlfriend dress up as a clown, deliver flowers in a balloon, and shoot her in the face. And that solves that problem. This is one of those cases that I will be following until we have a trial and until we have a verdict. And Michael's day might just be coming. I hope you enjoyed this Halloween-themed true crime episode. If you did, do not forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode when it is posted. If you like following true crime, go over to my Facebook and Instagram, Pocket Full of Crime, where I post photos from each weekly case so that you can put a face to the crime. If you want to hear more episodes like this, there's always a link in the description where you can support my podcast. And thank you for listening, and until next time, you know what to do. Stay weird, my friends. Oh. And one more thing. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>